0: Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nellie Galan. Let's get started. So Elaine, for the audience that doesn't know you, tell them
1: who you've become in the last 25 years. Well, I've become a real estate agent. I've become a developer. I've become very comfortable and settled and secure in my old age. And you are self-made and I control my whole destiny. And I think that is everybody's goal should be to control their own destiny and don't depend on anybody else to make it for you. I think you once told me, somebody told you, you gotta get your own chips. Yes. (laughs) And I can't emphasize it enough how you cannot rely on other people doing it for you. You gotta have a little fear and you have to have drive to to be your own person.
0: I don't think women (laughs) realize economically Time is passing, right? And you're going to wake up, and from one day to the next, you could be. I mean, people see people that are homeless and don't think that they could be that person, and they could. Easy. When you live hand to mouth, right? Oh yeah,
1: and, and especially if you have, if you're not working with a regular paycheck.
0: And that those days are numbered. I mean, right. there is no loyalty for people to work. Necessarily, thirty years in a company
1: and get a big payout. Well, people who worked at IBM for forty years were thrown out there like living under a bridge.
0: And and that's what it really uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because you and I have known each other now for over twenty years. And I tell everybody that you've taught me everything I know about real estate, <laughs> which I know you hate that I say that. Yeah. But I wanted to tell your story because I think so many women that I talk to Elaine uh, say to me it's too late. And I wanted to find out from you. I mean, I know you started your real estate life, the second half of your life at 45. So what made you have this shift that you said at 45, I have to change my life? Well, I think
1: before 45, I was just on the the marriage track. And at 43, I thought, oh, this is not for me. I don't want to stay married. I don't want to live in up in the mountains with a view of the city. I don't want the swimming pool. I don't want- And were you
0: living a traditional life where your husband was the, the, the
1: breadwinner? My husband was a scientist, you know, a genius mathematician, and I was a lower level clerk type of person, just always working for men stupider than me. But I really didn't think I had to worry too much about that because I had a very successful husband and I had all the accoutrements of what everybody dreams for. And when I decided to leave him and move to Venice, my poor parents, you know, they're in a state of shock. So you, so you would say maybe you had like a midlife crisis, like at 43? Well, I didn't really, I don't really think I missed out on anything, actually. But what I knew that my course that I was going to be on for the rest of my life, and that was really the question, did I want to stay on this course for the rest of my life with this person and live this life, a very predictable life? And the answer was no. And I need to be in a more personal track. Where I wasn't hooking onto somebody else's wagon, so that was a very big drive for me. But that that's I, scary for most women to to yeah. make that shift. So oh, what? I happened? think it is. I think it it's, it's scary because everybody thinks you're crazy. You're you're really alone on this venture for a while until you're okay. But when you you're taking this deviation, and you don't know what I didn't know I was going to be a real estate agent when I left my husband. I had no clue. I had no job, no prospects, no nothing. I just knew that I was going to move to Venice and be with the people. I, I didn't have any plans. And Venice was not so cool back then. It was well, Venice of... was not cool at all back then. And so I didn't have a p- career plan. I just knew that I didn't want to live that lifestyle for the rest of my life. I wanted to make my own path. So I left him, I left my fancy old house, and I built a house next to a sushi restaurant in Venice. And
0: what did you, I mean, what did you think you were going to do the rest of your life financially? And how did you
1: decide on real estate? I honestly didn't plan anything. But when I went to talk to a person in Venice who I was recommended to to talk about investing in Venice real estate, I met a real estate person who turned out to be the head of the California Real Estate Association. And he said, why don't you become a real estate agent? And I said, I don't think so. And he said, getting a license is an enabling thing. And I've said that to people many, many times since then because a real estate license is an enabling thing. Well,
0: let's talk about it. So you went from nothing so all of a sudden, you have a license, you're now en- enmeshed and engrossed in real estate
1: in a specific area. And let's talk about the value of that. Well, the, I think the shocking thing from my experience is that when I came to Venice, I really knew nobody. I had no credibility. I had really no reason for anybody to trust me to do anything for them in real estate. And after I built my house, which was a very extreme house for this very, very old fashioned neighborhood, which was ridiculed as, did you see the divorced lady building this modern house in Venice? And all of a sudden, when the big red window went in, I became a sage overnight, it seemed like. And from that house, I, that's where all my credibility came from. So you hired a kind of a hipster architect. And I just went for it. And within six months of leaving my old house, I was up and running. So this really speaks to taking risks. I didn't think of it as a big risk. But it really was a big risk. And I attribute that house to what put me on the successful path. I really do, I give, it, give all the credit to the house. And so how
0: did you go from, you're 45 and you're starting in a whole new career and you don't really have all of this career experience. So how do you take yourself to the next level?
1: I, I would say that that kind of gravitas that you get being older, takes you a long, long way. And when you come into an area and you know nothing, the thing to do is to learn something. So once you've really learned the ropes and put the time in, and you have something to say, and you have an opinion, and I have lots of opinions, people take you seriously. And after actually putting all my money into Venice and building this house, it gave me all this credibility. That, you were investing in Venice. Yeah, and so people actually asked me my opinion, and I thought, six months ago you know I couldn't get myself arrested and all of a sudden I'm giving people advice. I know that
0: you give a lot of women advice so let's (laughs) say they want to be real estate agents in a new area.
1: How can they do it? Well most of them are afraid to start something new and they usually don't have enough money to carry themselves through being an independent contractor and so the first thing I tell them is get some money and then put the time in. Learn everything. See every property. Know what you're thinking. Have something to say and and something to say that means something. And once people trust you, it sort of goes forward. If people believe that you have credibility and you have something to say and you can back it up, Mm -hmm. they trust you and they recommend you and they, they make your life for you.
0: But let me ask you a question because one of the things I find interesting about you, and I feel like I'm the same way, is we're not natural extroverted people. So how does an introverted
1: person do this business? That's easy because The key is you have to bring added value. If you don't bring added value, you're just an order taker. Well, it's
0: interesting because I see a lot of young women be real estate agents and they dress up and they look like Beverly Hills Housewives and they have the expensive car. Like kind of what people would tell people in the old days is, you know, look the part, act as if. So talk about that. Do you have
1: to be the most gorgeous girl with the new Mercedes-Benz or what? Well, I think that's a huge mistake. I mean, I drove a Pinto and it didn't cost me any customers. The key is what you know and how you present yourself and if you're believable and trustworthy. I'm believable and I'm trustworthy and the word gets around. I never sent a promotional piece out. I never sent postcards out. I never farmed neighborhoods looking for customers that I didn't know. Everything was by referral and it's by referral because if people think you have knowledge, they know you're going to bring them added value.
0: So let's talk about it in today's world, where you have all of these websites, LoopNet, Zillow. I mean, when you started, it was no. much harder. Very little. So I say to women all the time, if you really are interested in real
1: estate, you know, they also well, how do you begin? Well, I'll give you an example because it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. There's a gal in Venice. She came over to talk about her career and what she could do, and I said you need to go to this instruction, you need to get this real estate license, and you have to start thinking like a real estate agent. And then first you have to think it before you do it. And I I said, okay, go to my own broker who she knew. And I said, why don't you, after you get licensed, go to every one of his Tuesday open houses, go to every Sunday open house you can see and start getting a body of information so you have something to to say and think like a real estate agent. Act as if. You are a real estate agent, so be a real estate agent.
0: Now, when you in those early years, who were your mentors, and who did you talk to?
1: Well, I really didn't know anybody in real estate. So when I first met the fellow who turned out to be my first broker, because he's the one who said, get a license, and so I landed up working for him in a small firm. Um, I'd say he was probably my first mentor. He's the one who said, it makes all things possible, and he was right and then i just absorbed information from the people in the company who were smart and um, all of a sudden that people are introducing me to people in venice and it turned out that i started to meet people that had been around here for 30 years who were very experienced and all of a sudden i'm being included so i think it's really about people believing that you know stuff and, and putting the time in and not being defeated and just not quitting well i think that's the whole key to success is never quit i tell this to everybody and I know some really stupid people who are really successful (laughs) because they just didn't quit that's right it's not all about being people somehow think
0: someone outside of me is smarter than me right you know I, I told you that I was at this Michelle Obama thing and she's like I met all these world leaders that are guys and I thought man they must be smart and they're like they're not really that smart. Yeah, I mean, a lot, <laughs> a lot of life is A lot of life is hanging in there.
1: I think the key is don't quit. So let's and don't buy depreciating assets.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. Those, what does that those mean? Those two
1: things. What are depreciating assets? Well, Don't buy a Rolex watch when you're not rich. Don't take a lease out on a Mercedes for $700 a month. These are depreciating assets.
0: Don't waste money. I say don't buy shoes, buy buildings. You're absolutely right. Don't buy things that in the long haul are gonna bring you nothing when the goal, and let's talk about that, the goal is to make money while you sleep. For me, the goal is to be independent. So let's talk about that because now you're older than when you started a much 49. older. <laughs> so, if, you know, if you don't mind me saying in your 70s, when you see other women in their 70s, that did not have the shift often, where are they?
1: Well, I know, I know a number of them. And they were real estate agents, actually, who couldn't bear to save money for their retirement. So they didn't defer gratification, they bought stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of those people. So but I don't have a list. A lot of people have a list of stuff that they feel that are very validating for them and I'm not one of those people. And some two of them are still real estate agents at 77 years old.
0: I mean, I think it's important to say to women that the most important list
1: is to have freedom. That's what drove me totally and still drives me to this day. Yeah,
0: I actually. think people don't realize that when you make sacrifices earlier, your life is not gonna be very miserable or difficult
1: later in life. Not having money in old age is a world class problem. It's a, it's a disaster. When you are barely getting by when you're old and first of all nobody'll hire you. So this is a really devastating situation. So how
0: important do you think it is to cultivate a self-made mindset? For one
1: I think there's nothing really more important, really. So
0: let's go back to your life. So you're now in real estate in your 40s. You own this home that is a showcase in Venice and you make another shift. I mean, you you were a very successful real estate agent. So you were making great money. I I mean, I don't know how many millions of dollars of real estate you sold, but I know a lot, a lot, a lot. But you made a shift and the shift was, not only are you a real estate agent, you're now a developer. So what was that about?
1: Well, when I met my former partner, I met him on my building project. And from that meeting, it kind of opened my mind, build another house, be a developer. And I began development with this fellow. And so for 20 years, we built one-of-a-kind architectural houses. Plus, I did my full real estate practice.
0: So I want people to hear that this doesn't have to be your full-time thing. I think people don't realize mission and money, parallel tracks. So you were living, doing two careers at the same time, now in your 40s and 50s.
1: Absolutely. And even into your 60s. All through your 60s. At 65 is when I um, stopped developing. Maybe a little past 65, 66, I built houses and did real estate. All things you didn't know earlier, I think. That's exactly right. right. You really didn't
0: even discover...
1: these traits till later. Well, I knew that I was a pretty organized person. I knew I could take on challenges and I didn't get whipped very easily. And I didn't, I wasn't very fearful. So I felt pretty, the world was really in front of me. And I felt absolutely uninhibited at what I could do with my future and I did it. All I can say to people is don't quit. Hold on,
0: Moneymaker will be right back. Let's get back to the show. Your first house was $400,000.
1: That's what it cost me, 400000
0: And you can't even buy a house in Venice for many millions of dollars. That's right. So in a 20 year span, how many millions of dollars would you say the properties that you've developed have been worth? I mean, well, 30
1: or $40 million? I would say so. For a property that I paid $225,000 for, that same property now is selling for $2 million. Now, if I just did nothing and just stayed with these properties that there were, you know, half a dozen at one time of different properties that I thought eventually would be good for development, you wouldn't have had to do anything. You could have just sat on your real estate and had rentals and have things grow for you. So there's other ways to make money than being a developer and taking all the risk of being a developer. And and being a developer means you have to deal with banks. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And banks are not your friend. (laughs) Well, that's why you have to go become friends with
0: a banker and really learn. And and develop a relationship with a banker so you're not going in blind and they don't even know who the hell you are. That's right. You know, after the
1: crash of the 90s, when being in the midst of a big development and having banks going under and calling loans and construction loans, and it was a very fearful time, there was a bank called Santa Monica Bank and they didn't want to continue the construction loan that, um I had and even though it was current but for their own reasons they're they're having their own financial pressures and you're drawn into their their pressures and so after getting through that very scary period I made a decision never to borrow from a bank again because it's too scary so until we had cash to do a project lower your scope a little and do it for cash and be safe and I tell this to people all the time you know uh, leverage isn't your friend and maybe it's a good thing to own your house (laughs) you know i'm
0: latina and you know immigrants think like that and i always pay off my loans but i want women to hear that from you saying that prior to your divorce you your work was like lower clerk level right to getting a divorce and at 45 beginning by the time you were 65 you had built and had made you know had made properties that were worth 40 million dollars i think people think that either you're a clerk or you're Sarah Blakely that creates Spanx, and I think there's a lot of millionaires next door mm-hmm. that you don't think are women that slowly. I always say, you know, and I really learned this from you, like a turtle, step by step, slowly, but not so slowly. Only 20 years, you amassed a net worth, let's say, of properties that are multi-multi-million dollar properties mm-hmm. from nothing, from knowing nothing. That's right. It's really true. It's really true. It's possible. And we need to say that. Regardless, we need to cultivate a self-made side hustle that you could be the millionaire next door slowly, calmly
1: making these moves. I think that's really, really true. But I think you can't do this unless you really feel like you've got the goods. You talk about hustle. You can't hustle your way through um projects that require you know major effort um you, you've got to you got got, you have to have the goods well, I, I, I would wanna... be nothing without real estate and me Finan- too. F- financially so you know
0: i tell women all the time and i really give you the credit that i have made five times the money in real estate than in my in the, my tv career which has been very successful but i took the money from real estate lived beneath my means and invested that money in real estate So let's talk about how you and I met because I think it's a very important story. You and I met when I had moved to Los Angeles. I had gotten my first big deal at 20th Century Fox and I was given a bungalow at 20th Century Fox and I and then in the first month, I thought it was a free bungalow. They charged me $40,000 a month for the bungalow and I go, heck no, I'm gonna go buy a building, this is expensive. And I came down to Venice and we met because I had found this house in the canals that I loved and I literally left a note under the door of my house that I live in now uh, and I said, I love the architect of your house. Someday I want to live in a house like this. And he said, I'm moving to New York and I'm looking for someone to house sit my house for a couple of months. And then he gave me the, an option that if he ever sold the house, uh, he rented me the house for another three months and then said, if I ever sell the house, you have first dibs on it. You walked into my house one day He called me and he said, my agent is coming to talk to you because she's going to show the house. And I don't know if you even remember this, Elaine. Very vague. (laughs) But you came in and you said, young lady, I think you should buy this house. And I said, I can't afford the house. And so you said, well, I'm going to start showing the house next week. And I said, okay. And I don't know if you remember, you showed the house the first day to three people. Right. And you said to me, Nellie, I am going to get offers tomorrow. I don't, I really, I just, I want to advise you. I think you need to buy this house. And I hope you call me before I come back to you and say that you are going to exercise the option to buy this house. And I listened to you. I don't know why. I trusted you. And I bought the house. I worked really hard. I lived beneath my means. You said to me, I don't care if you live in the house empty for two years, which I did. And then you and I went on a search for my building. And I bought this building, which again, I really couldn't afford, but I really lived beneath my means. And then this property next door to my house came for sale. And you said, you need to buy the property next door to your house. You should always look at properties next door to each other because they give you a lot of flexibility. And you really encouraged me. And I think when I met you, I had not met a woman that was buying real estate, that was paying off their real estate, that was saying to me, live in a house empty. Prioritize differently. Live in a house empty and just have a bed, but own the building. True, it's really you true. said that to me. Yeah, and when I leave the building for my office, you were like, "I don't care, own the building." And it's so interesting to me because years later, when I was working for you know these billionaires, Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Parentio, and all these people that were my clients, I always noticed you know here they had these movie studios or whatever. They were more focused on owning the building. And I realized the secret sauce in America was owning the building. That's right. Even if the building is a piece of junk and you don't have time to fix it at that moment, forget the car, forget the vacation, forget, don't prioritize silly
1: things. I think people don't think strategically like that. And I think people, actually owning things is really not a high priority for a lot of people. And they just don't either have the money at the moment or they have another obligation and they just don't reach for it. And then all of a sudden you're me and you're 76 years old and you better get it together because the hourglass is running the other way, you know? And women don't think that, they really don't. I think they think that there will always be a husband or a boyfriend or somebody to who's gonna either save them or add to them in some way, and they don't have to fight the tiger alone. And that is a really, really big mistake for women.
0: So I think it's important to also say that you have to hang out with people that love what you love. I've learned so much from you. I mean, I don't even know if you know, I mean, you and I together have worked on like nine or 10 buildings. Really? Yes. <laughs> and, I, you know, and, I, and I think it's important to talk about You know, we're in the middle of this purchase of this new building that Uh, came up. We're so excited.
1: No, this is a winner. This is a
0: winner. (laughs) So I needed this project like a hole in the head right now, as you know. Terrible timing. (laughs) So this church came up for sale in Venice. And a lot of people don't know this, but my dream my whole life was to live and work in a church. And this church came up. And I really don't need, I didn't need to buy another building right now. This is not the right time for me financially. I've, I've already invested all my money, I didn't need this. I called you and I said, Elaine, let's go see this church. And what did you say to me? You have to buy it. You have to buy it. And I'm, once again, I just want people to know that no matter how much older you get, these things show up in your life that are the right thing. And when your mentors and you, you sit together and you go, this is the project, they don't always come along. It's very rare. And we went for it. Yeah. We went for it, you helped me. We went and I can't even believe we got it and yeah, you know now I want to turn it into a women's club and, a, and it's going to be and a we work it's going to be the I think it's going to be the project of my life and I'm in my mid 50s
1: but the most important thing about this is that you needed this property this I is not did. this is not some vanity purchase because you got it because it's hunt and victory and it's great to get it this is the perfect property to for this next phase of my life and I think one of the things that real estate
0: does do is it, it, it inspires you with ideas and with possibilities that you never thought possible while you own something that is solid.
1: Well, it's the security of it all. I mean, owning something is, is the security. Mm-hmm. But I think that believing in what you're doing and, and thinking of it strategically is really where the winning is.
0: The other thing that I think it's important for us to say is the value for young women of really finding friends that are older and wiser and already successful. I don't think women see the
1: value of that. I think it's a huge value. The age isn't even the issue. It's really the commitment to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And you really can't develop past that until you've, you've developed that deep trust in another person. That's true. Regardless of the age. But when people come to you and ask you your opinion, not only does it make kind of feel good somebody's asking for your opinion, but it creates a thinking in you, a strategic thinking in you that keeps you thinking. Like I'm, I'm already designing your building. <laughs> <Yeah>, I'm already <laughs> figuring out the kind of tenant that we can put in there temporarily right. just to offset the cost until you can take possession of this. But if I wasn't doing this and I didn't have these thoughts with you, I mean, I, I'd probably be pretty boring. No, I think, and
0: I think for me, if I didn't have the relationship with you that you kind of, you've pushed me. Nellie, don't be afraid, take the risk, buy this other building, do this. It's gonna be like this building, I was really scared. Oh. And you go, it's gonna be fine, don't oh. worry. This was a no-brainer. You know? <laughs> well, but, but you um... know, we all I don't I want women because women sometimes I, I go on the road and they think I'm fearless. I am so afraid. Oh. And I go, oh my God, I'm panicking. And you 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 talk me off the ledge because you've been there, done that, and you know, like you said, yeah, you're gonna have a cash flow thing for a period. It's gonna be fine, don't worry. And you need that. And I think that for women, if we don't have, if we don't really put our eggs in each other, if we don't really th- realize that another woman is going to help us, if we don't begin to trust each other, if we don't find these friendships, I think we need
1: to realize we're all we've got. I don't, I don't think know. women really realize the value of women. You know, men come and go. <laughs> I'm an experiment. There's no Prince Charming, you know, as I, I say. Well, it's really the truth. It's you the know, truth. Women Everybody thinks everything's forever. Well, nothing's forever. I mean, I think it's a terrible mistake that women who don't put their faith in other women and instead hook up with some guy who they think is going to be their savior, their prince, their annuity, because they haven't made it. Whereas if they have, have made their own independence and they have girlfriends who are on, on a similar path, whether it's uh, generational differences, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're improving all the time. And so I'm a believer in helping you other know, women. Look at this whole thing, so what does it feel like in your body to know that from
0: 45 on, you became self-made?
1: I would say that the last 25 years of my life are the best 25 years of my life. And that's because I'm writing my own script. I have my own money, I can do whatever I want, and I'm, I'm free. And so being self-made for me is absolute freedom. That's it. There's nothing more important than being emancipated.
0: Moneymaker is a production of Money News Network. Moneymaker is written and hosted by me, Nellie Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.